Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Student of the Gun University, a place for education and enlightenment. We help you gain a new perspective and understanding of firearms training. Your teacher today will be Professor Paul Markle, a veteran small arms and tactics instructor with 30 years of knowledge and experience. Grab your number two pencil, turn to page one, and let the learning begin. All right, Johnny, thank you for that wonderful introduction. I am your host, Paul Markle. As we uh, have mentioned previously, and welcome to the Student of the Gun University podcast. We're going to discuss the four pillars of combat, also referred to as the four pillars of fighting. And you may have heard of them referred to as the four pillars of personal defense. But I believe that when we use the term defense, whether it's defensive shooting or defensive fighting or or whatever, when we use the term defense, we, we shortchange ourselves and we do not allow ourselves to, to fully appreciate all that there is uh, when it comes to personal combat or fighting. Uh, when, I was, when I was diagnosed with cancer, we decided, I decided from the very beginning, from the first moment that I had it, that I was going to fight against it. I was going to go on the offense. I wasn't going to go on the defense. You see, if you go on that with something like a cancer, if you go on the defense, eventually it's going to kill you. Eventually, it's going to circumvent your defenses. Eventually, it's going to get around the side. It's going to come in the back door, and it's going to kill you. You see, the only way to defeat cancer is to go on the offense, is to fight it, is to combat it, is to do things that are purposeful and deliberate. Too often we find people using the term defense and they fall back as, uh, and they use that as a default. So we're going to talk about the four pillars of combat or personal combat. And the first one is mindset. Now, I've been playing this game. I've been at this since, I, I guess you could say, officially since 1986 when I took my very first professional training class from John Farnham uh, in 1986. So that's how long I've been paying attention. I was paying attention before, but I was self-taught, you know, when I was 18, 19, 17 years old, even 16, reading magazines and books and so forth. I was essentially self-taught. I didn't have an instructor to guide me along the way. And it wasn't until 1986 that I found my first mentor to guide me. Now, in the, the martial world, in the martial world, or the application of firearms, the martial application of firearms, we, we talk a lot about tactics. We talk a lot about tactics. We talk about skill. We talk about capabilities. Uh, and sometimes people talk about mindset. And you may have seen this as a triad or, uh, you know, like you, you, there's, a, there's a triangle and at the top, you know, it says like skill and then tactics and then mindset or whatever. But to the way that James Yeager and tactical response, the way they broke it down uh, was very intelligent and they simplified it so that we could all digest it. And it, I call it the four pillars. I don't know if James ever called it the four pillars or not. And forgive me for not knowing the answer to that question. But on top, 
The most important, the one that we're going to talk about first, because it is the most important, is mindset. Mindset is first and foremost because it determines everything else. It determines the choices that you make. If your mindset is correct, if your mindset is, well, if you're of a mind to take it seriously. I'll give you a great example. A lot of guys go out and they get their concealed carry permits, right? They go and they get their permission slip from the state. And they get their little, you know, they submit their money and their fingerprints and, and uh, submit to a state background check and all that. You have to have, they have to prove to the state that you're a good person. Did you ever notice, just as a quick aside, that the people who work for the state never have to prove to you, the citizen, that they're good guys, that they're worthy? You have to prove to them that you are worthy, but when do they have to prove to you? When do we get proof that they are worthy? There's a lot of people that work for the government that are not worthy, but I digress. So let's say you got the uh, you got the permission slip, you got the card, you know, with your picture on it. And it says for the next four years, Joe Smith is allowed. We will give him permission to carry a gun on him for quote self defense. So there you go. You you went through all the process and you got your little card, and and you and you went and you picked out a gat. You got yourself a gun, and maybe you got yourself a holster. Hopefully, you got yourself a holster. And uh, you you took a fourteen hour class or an eight hour class or a twelve hour class or whatever was required by your state to get the permission slip. And so you're good, right? You're like I'm good. Got my little card. My little card says I'm good to go. And now I will carry my gun occasionally when I think I might need it because I'm not paranoid and I don't, I don't want, I don't want to carry it all the time. I encountered a gentleman many years ago, uh, at an indoor range and I was doing my thing and I was, I had somebody with me and I was giving them pointers or something like that. And the guy's like, Oh, do you do shooting training? and i was like yeah i do shooting training and he said uh oh yeah i i've got my i got my uh my my conceal and carry permit <laughs> but but i don't carry all the time because yeah I'm, i don't want people to think i'm paranoid okay like that's interesting that mindset is the exact opposite of correct that is the exact opposite of correct if you're going to get your, quote, conceal and carry permit, that's what Southern people say all the time, your conceal and carry permit, and then you're going to not carry a gun all the time, or you're just going to carry it once in a while, or, you know, whenever you feel like you might need it. You miss the point of the exercise. Can you imagine having a fire extinguisher in your kitchen? Well, only having a fire extinguisher in your kitchen occasionally. Like once in a while, you'll put the fire extinguisher in your kitchen. The rest of the time, it's in the basement in a closet. It's locked up in a cabinet in the basement. But once in a while, you'll get it out and you'll stick it in the kitchen. And then you, you get rid of it. You put it away again. Because you're not paranoid about fire. You're not planning to have a fire. You're like, no, that would be that would be retarded, Paul. We, we don't know when we're going to need it. That's why we have it there, just in case there's a fire. 
And when there is a fire, we don't have time to play the where's the fire extinguisher game. We need to know and we need to be ready to go. And they're like, yeah, it makes sense, right? Then why do we do that with handguns? Why do we do that with our conceal and carry guns? Well, uh, I, I, uh, and you would say, to, you know, and the, the gentleman who I met at the range, I was like, mm, okay, you know, no free advice. You know, he's not paying me to give him advice, and he's already made his mind up. And that's cool. But ladies and gentlemen, since you're here and I have you as an audience, I'm going to tell you that that guy is the abs- he's, he's playing games with his life. Imagine having car insurance that only covers your car on random days. Would you, would you buy that kind of car insurance? If someone said to you, I'm going to sell you car insurance, but it only covers you every other Wednesday uh, and the occasional Tuesday, and sometimes on Friday, maybe on Saturday, but not always, and then one Sunday a month, would you buy that insurance? You're like, okay. Are there, there are blackout days on my insurance where it doesn't, where it doesn't apply? Like, yeah, but I, I don't know when someone's going to run through a red light or stop, line, stop sign and, and hit me. I don't know when that's going to happen. You're like, yeah, no kidding. You wouldn't do that with car insurance. You wouldn't do that with a fire extinguisher. Then why do you only carry your gun occasionally or sometimes or maybe if you think you might need it? First of all, uh, if you think that you're going to need the gun, don't go to wherever you're planning to go. Like, well, 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 what? Mindset. Mindset is what, well, it's what covers all of your choices. It's it's what determines the choices that you make. You see, a good, strong mindset, you come home from work. I've used this example before, but this happened to me on more than one occasion. You come home from work or you come home from wherever you were, and you just want to relax, right? You've been out running around doing stuff all day long. You want to relax. So what do you do? I don't know about you guys, but if it's in the afternoon or the evening, I go into my bedroom and and I put on my comfortable clothes. You know, maybe I'll put on some sleep pants or some shorts or whatever, put on a comfortable t-shirt, and I'm done. Good to go. And you think you are. And then your wife comes to you or your spouse or whatever. Your wife comes to you and she's like, oh, hey, I'm making dinner and I just realized we don't have fill in the blank. We don't have enough butter to finish or we don't have eggs or we don't have, it doesn't matter. Would you be sweet and run out and get those? Or, or if she's a hardcore wife, she's like, well, here's the deal. I don't have enough butter to finish the, the making the dinner uh, or milk or eggs or whatever. So if you want to eat, I suggest that you hot foot it over to the store and get those things. So you take a deep breath, and you're like, I do want to eat. I don't want to eat a peanut butter sandwich for dinner, so I guess I'll just real quick run over, run to the store. So what do you do? You put on your, if it's nice outside, you slip on your, your flip-flops or whatever. You grab the keys, and you're about to head out the door, Right? If you have a good, solid mindset, you'll stop and you'll get the important stuff. You'll make sure that you have your gun. We call, you know, we have at Student of the Gun the fundamental force, something 
Lethal, sharp, bright, and medical. But if you don't have that mindset, and this is what a lot of people do, they're like, well, I'm just fill in the blank. I'm just going to run to the store real quick. I'm just going to run to the mall, or we're just going out to eat. We're just going to go here, there, the other place. We're only going to go to church and then come home. What could possibly happen? I don't know. Maybe nothing. Or maybe someone is going to decide at that moment that it's time for them to kill your family. You don't know. The minute you walk out of your front door, you have no idea what you're about to encounter. You have an idea what you're about to encounter, but you don't know. That's why you prepare yourself. You see, being prepared all the time is hard. Actually making yourself have the fundamental four on your body all the time is tough. It takes a mental commitment. It takes discipline. It takes mental discipline, and that's what mindset is all about. Mindset is what makes you go to training. Mindset is what makes you practice. Mindset is what makes you carry what you should be carrying and preparing yourself all the time. Mindset is the number one. You either have the mindset or you don't. But the good news is you can work on it and you can make improvements. So of the four pillars of combat, the top of the rung, the most important one for you is your mindset. The mindset's going to determine what tactics you use. The mindset is going to determine how often you go to training or if you ever go to training. Your mindset is going to determine whether or not you actually uh, have the stuff that you need or whether you don't have the stuff that you need. Mindset. That is the top number one on the four pillars of combat. Next week, we're going to talk about tactics. So we start at the top. Mindset is number one. Number two is tactics. So next week, uh, we will talk about tactics. All right. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you didn't enjoy today's show, uh, you can uh, send a self-addressed stamped envelope to P.O. Box 405 Boulder, Colorado for a complete refund of today's purchase price. Remember, I am your host, Paul Markle. You're a beginner once a student for life. Thanks for joining us today. We are big fans of the value for value model. Please go to SOTGU.com to contribute the amount that best fits the value that you got out of this lesson. It could be $5 or $5 million. By contributing, you will help the show grow and assist in the education of your peers. And remember, you are a beginner once, a student for life.